This is the John Oakley Show podcast. However, there is something else that I'm kind of perplexed about, and I did want to bring it to your attention just before we get to our panel and topics worthy of discussion. If you're a smoker, uh, you might care about this. Federal government has implemented new rules. They take place next week. They're going to strip tobacco, uh, cigarettes, really, of their logos and distinctive uh, designs, which, you know, when you used to think there was some high art involved with a pack of DeMauriers or, you know, player cigarettes and things, you could recognize them across the counter. And uh, especially when you had them rolled up in your sleeve, you know, your T-shirt, that's all gone by the boards. And retailers are going to have like three months, a 90-day window to get rid of their remaining inventory. These are the new laws. Whether or not they're the ideal, don't know. But uh, from a branding perspective, you see, it's funny because the pot dealers want to go in the other direction. They'd like to have identifiable brands so that they can build brand loyalty and uh, so on and so forth. And uh, it would enhance their business model. Mike Leon is the president of Brand Heroes Marketing. He's joined us on the line to tell us what this all foretells. Mike, good to have you back in the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. All right. So uh, cigarette packages, the, uh, you know, we grew up, they were ubiquitous, and uh, you'd always see the different colors and recognize them by such. That goes out the window next week. It sure does. And so sure... uh, for better or worse? Well, I guess it depends who you're talking about being for better or for worse for. I think the idea is that, especially when you're talking about younger generations, if you eliminate the packaging altogether and you make it very much a one-size-fits-all, because I think regardless of the brand, it's all going to be brown. There's not going to be any images that, that link back to the brand. So I believe the hope is that the younger generations, by seeing this, aren't going to have that same emotional attachment to the brand. And over time, that actually might reduce the amount of instances of smoking. Now, I think, I mean, there's some interesting evidence that kind of links to that. On the flip side, I think, you know, you do a question of, you know, is this going to make people happy? I think, you know, from a tobacco producer standpoint, they've been lobbying against this for years. So I think it will be very interesting. Whenever you strip brands out of it, you strip a lot of the emotion, and what you're left with is the product itself. So I don't know if you're necessarily going to be able to differentiate from brand to brand. Right. Uh, Do I still have you? You do. Okay, good. Was, these packages have become branding tools, right? They have, yeah. They have, for sure. And so I guess some people uh, have uh, an affinity for their their package that, you know, they've, I mean that in a nice way, uh, that they've come accustomed to over the years, maybe as, you know, an incorrigible smoker. You always like to have the same color deck or the uh, whatever the logo may be. You kind of, I mean, people psychologically identify with such? You're right. And you know what, John, I think this has sort of reached a bit of an interesting middle ground because you're right. You know, when it comes down to branding, there's all these different tools that branders have to try and create an impression in the minds of their consumers. Names are certainly one of them. Logos are another one. Colors, uh, packaging, like all those things are tools in the toolbox. And I think, you know, over time, uh, you've seen some of these tools be taken away and be limited when it comes to uh, tobacco companies and cigarette companies. And, you know, years back, I'm sure you can, you, we can remember a day where, you know, DeMaurier, it wasn't the Rogers Cup, it was the DeMaurier Cup. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up in Hamilton, there was a theater, and it was called the DeMaurier Theater. So bit by bit, a lot of those things were removed. And I think now, you know, <laughs> you sort of get to a place where you can't even have the logo anymore, and all you're left with is the name. How much meaning can you pack into that name so that people can recognize it above any other brand? And I think the answer really, quite frankly, is not really much. 
But I think the X factor in this, and this is something that's really important for the government to consider, is we have social media. And people can still talk about something. They can still create a counterculture around it. And so I think the very real potential is there that even if you're, you're taking away the brand's opportunity to market in a visual sense, there's still the opportunity to really market in a very reputational kind of conversational sense of it. So if they're trying to, to really cut this off and stop young people from getting into cigarettes, they've got to find a way to really change the conversation around cigarettes. And education is going to be a very important way to do that. Again, with Mike Leon, president of Brand Heroes Marketing, we're talking about cigarette packages. We've all grown up with them and recognize the labels and so on. That's all gone next week, according to federal rules. Any inventory that the uh, convenience store should have on their shelves, that's got 90 days to get them out of there. And it's all going to be bland, brown base color, basic grade text, minimalist layout, all part of the new requirements. Is this going to have an impact, you think, on uh, the amount of people uh, smoking? Will it decrease the amount rather significantly, or what's your perception? Well, you know what? I, I think like anything, when major changes come in, it takes time to kind of see how they're actually going to roll out. I think in this case, I agree that I think, I mean, being a brand guy, I'm obviously very biased with this, right? But I think ultimately what really drives people to a purchase decision is the emotional quality that comes with that. So by stripping out the, the logos and colors and everything else, you're really stripping away all of that emotion. So will it impact sales over time? Absolutely it will. It totally will. Will it stop young people from smoking? I don't really think so. But I think, again, you know, when it comes down to it, if you really want to change perception around something, it begins with education. So taking logos and colors and everything off of that, by itself, I don't think is enough. But I think if you do that, along with some very healthy educational campaigns, some very healthy conversation around it, over time, will you see an impact in sales? I, I think you absolutely will. But I think, you know, given how big a business tobacco is, I think what you're going to start seeing is some alternative ways of marketing from a tobacco standpoint. The government thinks they're probably changing that in a lot of ways. But I think the really important thing to consider is the power of social media and the power of conversation and influencers. So mm. that'll play out, and we'll see how it, it, it does. Well, it'd be interesting because, I mean, there's no, nothing now to distinguish the uh, drab packaging and uh, the guy selling 200 for 20 bucks in a bag on the corner because <laughs> they oh, come yeah. from a, a reserve. Uh, all right. So uh, there won't be as if there's, I guess, status uh, associated with a brand or anything like that. You know, some of the uh, tobacco companies are complaining, too, that they've got to uh, get all new equipment and so on and so forth because uh, all the other stuff is going to be obsolete because it printed up these uh, attractive packages. By the way, is there some kind of psychological, I don't know, subconscious level at which branding actually, like colors and logos and things like that, do they work on a consumer psyche? Oh, yeah, absolutely they do. And, you know, it's funny, John, because there's all sorts of theories that support why use certain colors for different things. Like, for example, red is a very powerful color. So you'll see some brands choose red because they're sending messages of power, Prestige, uh, purple and silver are very prestigious colors, and gold. So you see sometimes in, in higher-end type of advertisements, you see a lot of gold being used and a lot of silvers being used. So all that stuff adds up. These very powerful emotional cues that you could start sending people. And I think that's, that's really the hope behind banning all that stuff because you're, you're taking away all those superpowers to be able to reach the consumer, right, on an emotional level. Hmm. All that stuff is going to be gone. 
But I, I, I kind of, and forgive the analogy, but, you know, I look at the no-name brand of products, right? They've managed to kind of create the non-brand brand. You know, they, they don't have any real, like, color palettes other than the yellow. There's no real emotion that goes with it. But people have developed this sense of the brand, and they've really, really made it their own. So that's where I think it's, it's if you're trying to really um, dissuade people from smoking, lose the interest off of that, I think there's there's more that the government needs to ultimately do. Uh, but this is a start, for sure. Now, I don't know if they're uh, actually going to apply the same uh, regimen to cigars, for example. I'm told they are, but does that mean, you know, all these handsome boxes and uh, the different labels that have become very much affiliated with, uh, you know, cigar connoisseurs are familiar with, uh, will those be also eliminated, you know? I don't. And, I mean, it's an interesting question because, you know, cigars is a is a total counterculture onto itself. Like, I'm pretty sure there's still a magazine that talks about it. You know, you walk into a, uh, a tobacco shop and there's a very different counterculture associated with it. Um, I don't know if there's the same uh, intake or uptake amongst the youth with cigars. My suspicion is probably not. So is this on the radar of the government as much as, let's say, cigarettes are? My sense would be probably not. But if it does roll out, that'd be very interesting. I think it would take a different approach to really be able to do that because it's a different audience that's smoking cigars. Yeah. And uh, as I say, for some uh, connoisseurs, obviously brand loyalty and the artwork and everything that that engenders, it is a countercultural thing and uh, does work on their psyche at that level. I appreciate it, but we know that cigarettes are going to be in bland packages going forward. That's supposedly for our betterment, and uh, some shopkeepers are not excited about it. Certain tobacco and uh, tobacco industry individuals, likewise. But that's still coming. That's the law, and now you know in advance. Mike, I appreciate your weighing in. Thanks so much, John. You got it, Mike Leon again as the president of Brand Heroes Marketing. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.